Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. You are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Locked On NBA. The scout walks us through the four current playoff series and gives us his take. Coming up on Locked On NBA, I'm the host, David Locke, the radio voice for the Utah Jazz, the founder of the Locked On Podcast Network. I hope you have found your local daily podcast for your favorite NBA team and already subscribed. The guys are doing great work, and whenever the big story happens, make sure you go to the local angle to get the latest on what's taking place. Today's show is brought to you by Blue Apron. We have definitely become a Blue Apron family with the promo code L-O-C-K-N-B-A. You end up with a L-O-C-K-N-B-A. You end up with two free meals and mother's day is around the corner so we're welcoming back sherry's berries and pro flowers a nice opportunity uh for you to make sure that somebody is very very happy in your life those are our two sponsors uh for today's show i thank them very much for being involved we do get these shows to you for free and anytime you can welcome them aboard that would be absolutely fabulous all right let's dig right in with the scout Well, Scout, let's start with the Warriors. Uh, They've played five games. They've won five games. If you look closely, they've actually won 20 straight games they're trying to win. Uh, I watched them the other night and began to wonder if they're not the greatest compilation of talent the league's ever had. Um, They are special. Um, I mean, right now, I, I don't see anybody beating them the way they are playing. Uh, it's, it's just a, a, a phenomenal uh, machine to watch in action. When you say nobody beat them, do you mean a game or a series? Uh, in a series. Now, somebody's going to beat them in a, in, uh, in a game uh, or two. But in, in a seven-game series, uh, they are going to be hard to beat. What would you do if you were playing them? What would you as a scout, advise, try to do, what are the, I mean, I'm not, I don't know that there are answers, but what would you say are the things that give you the best chance to play with them? (laughs) Well, it really, there's only so much you can do uh, with a team that that shoots that well and and passes that well. But you, you have to try to at least take away or neutralize two of their weapons. And, and, and still, they, they have so many weapons that it's hard to do that. But you have to try to take away at least two of their weapons uh, and, and hope that they're missing shots. And that's what it really comes down to, <laughs> them missing shots. What struck me in game one of the Jazz Warriors is they missed shots. And they were still in complete <laughs> control 
it was a slow pace. Everything that everybody says you have to do. Slow pace game. It was like in the 90 possession range. They missed mm-hmm. shots. They were, what, 7 of 29 from 3. Uh, I guess the yeah. Jazz didn't crush them on the offensive class like that people claim you're supposed to. And yet they were in complete control. They led by double digits for all but a minute and 30 seconds of the second half. Right, right. I mean, they're, just, they're, they're loaded all the way around, and they, they, they spread the floor so well. They, they, they pass so well. They move and cut so well. It's, it's, it's artistry. And uh, I, I don't know. And it's like teams, some teams, I think the opponent sometimes gets, gets caught up in what's going on uh, with, with the Warriors and also uh, – their fans uh, can affect them. And now they have fans everywhere they go. So it's not just in Oakland. Everywhere they go, they have a following, a huge following. That last point's a good point. They really they really do. Here's what I was – as I was preparing for the series, and th- there were two numbers that, that jumped out at me. Uh, the w- first one is that they actually score more points within five feet of the basket than they do from three-point range. And they shoot 67% in the restricted area. The league average is 61%. So for all we talked about the three, you've got to cut them off at the rim, which sounded decent when I was prepping, but then watching them play, because they can spread you out and they put the ball in the middle of the floor and they run all these back cuts, it's almost impossible to cut them off at the rim. It really is. I mean, you have so many playmakers and, and, and guys that can put the ball on the floor, get to the basket, drive and kick. I mean, and then you've got a guy like Draymond who who's actually uh probably the the the, the main cog in the machine that, that makes so much happen. I mean he he makes players better. I mean he passes the ball, he rebounds, he pushes it, he he does everything. When you uh the other one that jumped out to me is that in transition their effective field goal percentage, which weighs three point shots, is seventy five percent. That's amazing. All right, so let's go X's and O's for a second. Take me into the scouts' mind. They run more off ball screens than anyone in the league. They're actually in a pick and roll league. They're not actually running a lot of pick and roll. That that's accurate, isn't it? Right, that's correct. So what what do you do to defend? off-ball screens? What are your choices? What are you trying to do? How do you slow them down? Or, or what's the game you're playing with off-ball screens? Well, the, the tough thing is, well, the first thing you want to do when you're defending uh, off-ball screens is you, is you want to try to send your man in one direction. You don't want to give him multiple directions or, or opportunities to go in different ways. But the problem is their individual players are so smart and they, they get open so well and it's just difficult to send them in one direction. And then if you start and then everybody's moving, they're never standing in one spot waiting and watching. And that's where they're so deadly because you have so many teams that they have these one-on-one players and you got one guy just standing and watching where these guys, they, they are constantly moving and cutting, going back door, uh, setting flare screens, rip screens. It's just, it's, it's, it's just seriously fun to watch. And I don't know if there's a way to, to, to send 
one guy in one direction. Like, for example, send Clay Thompson in one direction or send uh, Kevin Durant in one direction. And that's what you want to try to do. And it's easier said than done. <laughs> Other than that, the solution. I have a thought on where the Warriors fit in a historical perspective. Uh, but before I do that, I want to tell you about Blue Apron. So we have become a Blue Apron family. I actually just went to lunch today with a, a really good friend of mine from uh, college, and she was talking about how they've become a Blue Apron family. It's, it's a great concept. Both of our kids love doing it as well. So Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, and they're doing it by supporting more sustainable foods, high standards. But what's so fun about it, it's kind of exciting. You get the Blue Apron box. You can pick whether it's two times a week or three times a week or four times a week. It's about $10 per person. And with the promo code L-O-C-K-N-B-A, you get three meals for free. But then what's so fun is it's a meal that maybe you wouldn't have done otherwise. Our daughter cooks it. My friend Inez was having her daughter do it as well. Uh, beef turkey teriyaki stir fry uh we had a really really good turkey burgers with some lemongrass in them uh the other day there's a crispy salmon and roast potato uh salad that was a big hit creative creative items and then the best of all they're they're good and the first three meals are for free l-o-c-k n-b-a you they come prepackaged with the recipe card. There's no extra waste in that uh, of ingredients. So you get exactly what you need. You put it together. Your kids in- involved, and the family gets a great meal. Check it out. Blueapron.com, and the promo code is L-O-C-K-N-B-A for three free meals. So I was trying to put them in a historical context. While I was, literally, while I was watching the game, I began Ron Boone and I, my analyst, and I started talking about this. So they have, tell me where you'd rank these. So they have two of the top five players in the league. Agreed? Absolutely. Where do you put Draymond? <laughs> He's top ten. And where do you put Clay? I'd say he's in that, uh, ooh. Clay is probably between 8 and 12. <laughs> oh, wow. You're, you're more aggressive. Uh, there are a lot of guys in the league. I, I, I've, I would bounce them down. I, maybe not. I mean, right? But Kawhi Leonard and there's Russ and there's Harden and there's LeBron. So, frankly, right. there's probably an argument that both Durant and there's Durant and Curry, and that gets me to six guys. So i got to take one of those guys out of my top ten or top five, which is insane. <laughs> but you're right. So, yeah. But I don't think we've ever had this before. I, I'm, I'm running no. through teams last night. So Magic and Kareem were probably close to two of the top ten at the time, and Worthy was probably in the top 20 at the time. But they didn't have a, they didn't have a fourth guy that was in the top 20. Michael Jordan no. and Scottie Pippen were both top ten, with Jordan being one. But Dennis Rod and maybe Dennis Rodman was top twenty, maybe. Yes. But the Kukoc wasn't. No, he wasn't. Um, okay, what about the old Celtics? I didn't think they hit either. So Bird's top five, McHale's top yeah. ten. Then yeah. what? Well, yeah, you're right. They, that's it. That's it. Right? I mean, <laughs> DJ was good, but at that point of DJ's career, I'm not sure he's a top 20 player in the game, is he? 
No, 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 no. I, I I stopped on the – I didn't know enough on the Casey Jones, Sam Jones, Bill Russell, John Havlicek Celtics, but frankly, there's so few teams in the league at that point that it's – even hard to compare, right? There's less than half as many teams in the league as we have today. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. You, you can't really compare. Uh, so, he, it, say, this, this Golden State team is one of the best ever, best yeah, I'm <laughs> assembled not, teams ever. I'm not sure. I'm not sure one of. I mean, I, I, we'll see what they do. Here's the, wow. other, here's, the other right. way, here's the other way I looked at it. We saw what happened to the Bulls when Jordan left the Bulls, right? They went from a 70-win team to a, or 65 to a 50-win team. So Steph Curry, limited practice today, twisted an ankle. Steph Curry doesn't play. They're a 67-win team, aren't they? For sure. Absolutely. Right? Like, isn't that yes. incredible? <laughs> Easy. That you, take, you take Curry or Durant, you take Curry, Durant, Maybe maybe Draymond's the only one that impacts their win total. It's funny you said that. I, I was sharing the same thing with someone else today uh, about MVP candidates, and I mean you, you. I mean you mentioned LeBron. You you've got Isaiah. You've got Russell. You've got Kawhi, and then Draymond was my other guy. You take him away, you're good. All right, let's go. Is there anything when you look at the Jazz that you think they can do in this series after that ringing endorsement of the Warriors? I mean, honestly, I don't know if there's anything else they can do that they didn't try. I mean, you, I mean, they can try to make the game and try to slow it down more, which that didn't work. Um, um, you can try to. Well, I don't know if the Jazz have the interior scoring more physical than your teams does. So I, <laughs> I honestly can't even make up anything that they can do. The interesting one uh, is that the Warriors and Jazz are the two teams who run the fewest post-ups of anyone in the NBA. So mm. uh, yeah, they, the Jazz just set the most on-ball picks, and the Warriors set the most off-ball picks. So they're just they play the game differently. All right, let's move to the yeah. other series that will reconvene today: Houston and San Antonio. Uh, I thought San Antonio looked like a team that had played Memphis for a bunch of games in a row, and then Houston just ran by them. Can San Antonio play at Houston speed? No, they can't play at Houston speed, but. They can, I believe they can slow Houston down. I, I, I don't believe that Houston will shoot that way again. They will shoot well, but, I mean, I don't think Reza will shoot like that again. Now, Ryan Anderson is capable of doing that. That's, that's the kind of player he is. Shot the ball, and they, they just carved up the Spurs. And Spurs looked like uh, a team that played in a 40 and over league. Right. They just look worn down. But they are a, also a team that can bounce back. And I can see them doing that. You, uh, Houston cannot get caught up in what happened in game one and feel like, okay, we're in the driver's seat. Because the Spurs are one of those squads that can rattle off four straight. 
Right. Well, go back to a year ago, game one, Spurs shoot lights out against Oklahoma City, have a mm-hmm. have a ridiculously good shooting night in night one, and then lose the next four to Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah. Now, the only thing on that is that Oklahoma City looked physically dominating in that series early on, bigger, stronger, faster at every position. I'm not sure the Spurs are going to be able to look that way against the Rockets. No, no, they they won't be able to look like that. But I I know they will play better. I, I just knowing uh, Popovich and uh, the makeup of his his team, they will play better. And Houston will not shoot the way they shot the ball. How would you defend Houston? What would you do defensively against Houston? Well, I, I think, number one, you have to get the ball out of Harden's hands. You have to trap him. Um, and I, I know they, they have good shooters, but still, you, you you have to pick your poison some type of way. Harden is so great off the bounce, and he gets to the basket so well, and he makes plays for everybody. But if if you can pick him up closer to half court and make him get rid of the ball, uh, I, I think your chances are better. Um, and, um, you can't let them run in transition. And that's one thing that they're, they were able to do so well. Also, they were, they were running and scoring in transition. Uh, and also on, on the offensive side for San Antonio, LaMarcus Aldridge has to be a factor. And, and also Tony Parker. They have to get more from those two guys. LaMarcus had, you know, people want to say LaMarcus might not be a good playoff player, but boy, he had some mammoth days in that. I think it was a Portland Houston series a few years back when Portland let him go one on one. So it's not as though he's one of these guys like that when the playoffs come, there's a flaw in their game. It gets exposed and he should disappear. It's a little strange that he can't be better than he's been. Yeah, it, it is strange. I, I, he. I don't know what it is about him. He's so up and down. Uh, uh, and I don't know if, 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 if Gasol and, 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 and Randolph just beat him down so much that he doesn't have much left, but he, he's got to dig deep. He's got to find it somewhere. If, if they, if, if he wants to give his team a chance. Are there, so you, you trap Harden. He's now getting rid of the ball, giving it to Capella You've got to probably bring a third guy into the equation and you're leaving a three-point shooter. So you're daring them to shoot at that point? I mean, it's a crazy well, equation, isn't it? It It is a crazy equation, but you, <laughs> you, you've got to – you're going to give up something somewhere. Um, and typically, you, you'd rather give up uh, a long shot rather than a – uh, close range shot, but with this team, I you, you're really gambling. But uh, you just have to let somebody else beat you that that's really not supposed to beat you. And if they do that, then you know what you tip your hat and say, "Okay, guys, good luck the rest of the way." If the Rockets play the Warrior, can you put Kawhi Leonard on Harden and just negate him? Let's go back to the Spurs for a second. Sorry. Started down one road, went back to that. If you put Kawhi Leonard on Harden, can Kawhi Leonard undo Harden? Um, 
I'm not sure if he can. He can slow him down, but I just Harden is so crafty, it, and and it's, he's so incredible. Um, and I, if you do that, I think it takes away from some of Kawhi's offensive game because he's got to he's got to give give so much and put so much put forth so much effort into stopping or slowing down James that I think it just takes away from it, him on the offensive end. All right, two teams in the West have been knocked out. They're both interesting. Uh, the Clippers. Let me, if you were be asked to advise a free an organization, would you tell them to sign Blake Griffin? No, I no, I would not. How come? I think Blake Griffin's going to be awesome in his next spot. <laughs> You think so? <laughs> I think I think Blake Griffin's got to play with the ball in his hands. Okay, so you, but that, well, this is true. This is true. He does, but what they're doing is not working. Right. Well, so if I'm right, no, I'm I'm the San Antonio Spurs, the Dallas Mavericks, the New Orleans Pelicans have too many big guys. The um, I don't, you know, whatever. The Utah Jazz, like I don't know money, but I, I'm I'm signing Blake Griffin, and I'm putting the ball in his hands. Like you rebound, you go. We get in the half court set. You're going to play as a stretch four who comes off the pick and roll with the ball in your hands. I'm mm. I'm running low four or five pick and rolls with you. I think when Chris Paul's been off the floor, he's one of the top fifteen players in the league. Well, this is true. I, I have to agree with you on that. Uh, the, the scary thing, and it scares a lot of people, is his his injury history, and he 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 can he can dominate the ball almost too much sometimes. The, the, the ISOs and the one on one stuff that, that annoys a, a lot of coaches and teams around the league. Uh, but he he's a super talent when he's got the ball in his hand. You are correct. His body is not what it once was. His his you know, no. and now the foot injury. I mean, there's there's a lot of things going on there. If you were a team that was on the, I don't think anyone's on the edge of a championship because the Warriors exist. But let's pretend you had a team that was fairly close. San Antonio. Um, who else? Uh, Boston. Let's see. Uh, they have a point guard. Would you sign Chris Paul? Do you think Chris Paul is the type of guy that can take you over the top and and get you that next level, or is is there a flaw to his game that precludes him from being that player? No, I think he can get you over the top. He 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 would be that one piece that that a a team right there on the edge could use to get them over the edge. So watching him in an entire playoff series in which he was completely awesome, the one thing is that every play starts the same way for seven straight games. <laughs> I watched the Warriors. It's coming from so many angles. Whoever rebounds grabs it and goes and starts, and maybe you have to have a really special team to do it, but i got to say, I think the Warriors – style, and not just the fact that they have superstars. The idea that you have multiple ball handlers, multiple initiation points, multiple ways to get into your offense is a better playoff answer. I think 
there might be a minor amount of culpability on Chris Paul for the fact that he's been knocked out of five of the last nine playoffs in the first round. Well, yeah, there's some truth to that, but is that all on Chris Paul? I mean, somebody is allowing that to happen. <laughs> Who's that somebody? The opponent? The injuries? Hello? The basketball gods? Um, how about the coach? Okay. I mean, he could. I think the I think the coach could change that a little bit. I think the coach can make adjustments. But but you're right. It it always starts the same way. Uh, so why not make an adjustment and and, and change things? Because it it something it hasn't it hasn't been working not consistently. <laughs> Let's go to the East, Boston. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is just beyond Ugh. beyond understanding. Uh, but Washington leads the majority of that game. Washington before Markeith Morris gets hurt leads the game the other night. Uh, I know Washington's down 2-0, but is this one where you go to the Charles Barkley, nothing starts until the home team uh, loses? Or do you think Boston has shown that they have an edge here and have somewhat of a commanding lead? No, I believe Boston uh, has an edge. I believe Boston Boston will win this series. Now, I, I also believe that the Wizards will win a game at home. Uh, but Boston is so resilient right now for a lot of reasons. Number one, Isaiah. Number two, uh, everything that's gone on with Isaiah. And they, the second half and even fourth quarters, they seem to turn it up a notch on the defensive end. And that's when things <laughs> go downhill for the Wizards. Before we continue on the Celtics, I'd like to remind everyone that Mother's Day is coming up. It's this weekend. This weekend? Oh, my gosh. No, it can't be this weekend. I have another week, don't I? A few. All right. So I am sitting here as uh, been on the road for like six days, and my wife is the mom of two, so I probably need to make sure we take care of her and then my mom uh, as well. So I, I'm, I'm in on it, Mother's Day. My answer to these problems is going to be Sherry's Berries, the huge, freshly dipped strawberries starting at 1999 plus shipping. They're sweet. They're juicy. They're covered in decadent toppings. You get to choose. I have an exclusive offer for you. You double the berries for mom for just $10 more and she'll get free cake truffles too. So I am definitely on the hook here. I need to make sure that I do not screw this up because this trip, as much as it's been super fun to go to the NBA playoffs, has put a huge burden on my wife, the mother of our two children, and then I'm in San Francisco, and frankly, I have not seen my mom because I'm too busy working while I'm here. So I, I've, I've got Mother's Day is big for me. I've got to save the day here, and I am going to do it by going to berries.com at Sherry's Berries. So berries.com. Click on, click on the microphone on the top right corner. Use my promo code LA and then double your berries for mom and get free cake truffles before they run out. So berries.com, microphone code locked, and when you click on the mic, the amazing deal is rolling. Mother's Day is right around the corner. Don't screw it up. What do you what do you see that and, Boston does at that point defensively? What is turning it up a notch? Well, I mean, uh, they, they're, they're so strong on the perimeter with their guards and wings 
they just it, it it's almost like a a mindset a mentality that they just they turn up a, they turn on a switch they flip the switch and they 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 just their their one on one defense becomes better they start deflecting a lot more balls they 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 seem to it's, it's like, almost like they get in the opponent's head and then the opponent starts to unravel. Uh, it's just they're so much more physical. They're, they're, they're tenacious on the defensive end. They did it the other night with Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, I think Avery Bradley, Al Horford, and Isaiah. Now Isaiah went bananas, but it's interesting to see the lineups they have on the floors when they're making their run because as much as the, the Celtics play a five-out offensive system, they're not doing it with five shooters. No. I mean, Avery Bradley was a power forward in one of their main runs, and their 19-8 to run in the um, second quarter, actually, was with Isaiah off the floor. It was Bradley, Crowdy, Crowder, Olenek, Smart, and Rozier. Mm-hmm. That, th- those are not lineups that, unless, I don't know, that, that, no offense, but that that lineup doesn't no. move me. No, that's, that's not a... Uh an NBA lineup, but they, they're so versatile and, and, and gifted and nobody, nobody, they're an undersized team, but nobody likes to play against smaller guys. And they're not just small, but they're tough and they know how to play and they, and they get under your skin. And uh, it is, that's why I think the wizards, they, they unravel because they're like, Oh, what do we do? We don't know what to do with these guys. <laughs> The one that jumps that has surprised me is that I suspected at least, or had hypothesized in my mind, the 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 Celtics play that five out offensive system. You could probably describe it better than I can as a scout. It's incredibly difficult to prepare for in the regular season, right? Would you agree that that's as difficult? Correct. I thought they that's would. Correct. I thought that teams would slow it down a little bit more in the playoffs because they see it every day and it wasn't as unique to what they're seeing as in the regular season. <laughs> well, I think, I think teams go into the game with that mentality that we're going <laughs> to, we're going to slow it down and then we're going to shrink the floor and uh, make them play half court basketball and, and have to actually run plays other than the Isaiah in a pick and roll. But I mean, it goes back to, and I know we've all heard it before, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth, like Mike Tyson once said. <laughs> what When you scout them, what do you see that Boston does? Well, I mean, number one, again, they spread the floor. And it, it, and their, their thing is they have a defensive mentality, and that's everything their offense is predicated off, off good defense. So they want to they want to control the pace. They want to get under your skin. They want to nag you and annoy and annoy you so much that you're thinking. And once they get you thinking, you're rattled. And then they're attacking you and they're going downhill. They don't go side to side. They go downhill. They attack the basket with Isaiah. And then they're 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 confident. They have so many confident guys. And then you got a guy like Horford, who's the quote unquote five, who's standing in the corner shooting threes. 
And there's really not much defense for that because no big guy wants to go out there and defend that. Cleveland, uh, you, you don't think Washington pushes this thing. You, you, you sound like you think this is 3-1 leaving Washington. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Washington can beat, can beat Boston. Uh, as we speak, Cleveland's got another double-digit lead on Toronto. Why is Toronto not as good a playoff team as we think that they that we expect them to be? <laughs> well, that, that's the question uh, that every coach in the league is asking. Uh, I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's it's almost like you. Lowry uh, is great until he gets to this point. Now, he has flashes in the playoffs, but he's not consistent in the playoffs. And he really makes them go in the regular season, as well as DeRozan. But, and DeRozan is, is pretty consistent for the most part. But um, it's, like, it's, always, it's almost like they're always missing one key element, and I, I don't know what that element is at this point. Um, but they, they can't get over the hump of the second round. Um, I don't know if it's – well, I can't say it's not a lot of toughness. I think they're a pretty tough team. I mean, they, they made their run last year. I think they got but, to the finals, uh, Western Eastern Conference finals last year against Cleveland, unless I'm mistaken. And mm-hmm. you th- – and you, th- I would have thought that that would have answered a little bit of the playoff bugaboo that still seems to be prevalent, but I, I, I'm guessing not in the sense that they, uh, you know, and the other thing might be that Cleveland's great, right? Like Cleveland just played well, play, played us as a sucker all year long. Yeah, I mean, you have to give Cleveland credit. I mean, they they are the defending champions, and uh, they're, they're playing well right now, uh, and they they should. Win the East. What do you see? Um, what do you see out of uh, the They should, but right. So I believe that I believe I believe Boston will give them a run for their money. Wow. What do you see out of LeBron right now? Oh, uh, he 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 seems to be fresh, <laughs> and which is hard to believe. But he looks fresh. Uh, he he he's he poised. He's he's doing whatever he wants to do. He, he seems to be more confident in his in his in his teammates. He he's got Kevin Love playing well, and I I think there's a comfort level now that Kevin is back and playing well. So LeBron has more freedom and flexibility, uh, and he doesn't have to do as much because Kevin is is making shots and, and scoring well. And of course, there's that that guy Kyrie, who I really believe is is the killer on that team. <laughs> All right. Let me, uh, I meant, I meant to ask you, uh, I forgot one other team, Memphis. And then I want to ask you about two Eastern conference teams that, that got eliminated. What does Memphis do here? Like they've signed Gasol. They've signed Conley. Do they have a move? I mean, do they have to let Zach go with, I mean, there's a lot of salary cap implications. I'm not asking you to be on top of, but do they still have a core that works? Like, what is what's Memphis's next step? Well, I, it, it, it's hard to 
to say that they should let Zach go because he means so much to that that organization and that team. But they they do need uh, more consistency from the uh, the the two and three spots. They've got to get somebody in those positions that's consistent and that can shoot the basketball. They need more perimeter shooting because I, I just I think it's difficult to to rely and wait on Parsons to be that guy. Yeah, that's a tough one to follow at this point. All right, Indiana and Chicago. Do you see a future for either of these teams? I do not. I I, I don't know which way they go. I I don't know what they can do. um, Nobody knows what Jimmy Butler is going to do. Nobody knows, well, I know what Wade should do. <laughs> and uh, as far as Indiana goes, that I don't know what they can do. Because, again, there's, there's George looming and then probably not going back. But who knows? I, I, don't, know if any, I don't know if they can lure anybody else to go to Indiana. Right. Right. So when they lose George, they're on a full rebuild. Absolutely. You're just starting all the way over. wonder if Larry knew that when he stepped down. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a reason. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think that was clear. Well, we'll see. what. How good do you think Paul George is? Oh, I, I, think, he, I think he can be one of those top ten players. Um, he... I mean, he 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 can score so easily, and he's he's a he's a he's a good defender. I don't know if he's great right now, but he can get back to that level in the right situation. Hey, I really like him. Interesting stuff. All right, Scout. So you're seeing your Rockets get by the Spurs, Warriors get by the Jazz, Celtics get by, Cavaliers get by, right? That's what I'm seeing. The Warriors. Last question. The Warriors lose how many games on the way to the championship? The Warriors will lose three games on the way to the championship. You think Boston beats Cleveland? You think Cleveland plays Golden State? I think Cleveland plays Golden State, but I believe Boston will push them. By the way. More than anybody else over there has. If if Boston beats Cleveland, the Warriors just might not lose a playoff game. <laughs> that that's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm assuming Houston shoots well one night. Maybe the Jazz can. You know, game one was interesting. I, I, game one's interesting because I thought the Warriors looked uncomfortable against Jazz the Jazz style, and then they were up twenty, which just right. blew my mind. Just blew my mind on on who they are as a team. <laughs> Scout, I always appreciate it. Thanks very much for the time. Appreciate you taking it with us, and I hope you're enjoying your offseason. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, big thanks to the Scout. Sherry's Berries sponsor today, berries.com, code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. Blue Apron, three free meals with L-O-C-K-N. 
B-A, that's L-O-C-K-N-B-A. Special thanks to both of them. Remember, SeatGeek is always a sponsor of what we do, and you can visit SeatGeek at SeatGeek app and then enter in the promo code LOCKED and get $20 back on your first rebate. All right, that is today's edition of Locked on NBA. Hope you enjoyed.